Insights on Responsible Business is a podcast about organizations building trust, security, and resilience to thrive in an era of stakeholder capitalism. Our host is Sir Rob Wainwright, who talks with business leaders and experts about their challenges and experiences in becoming more responsible businesses. Our special guest is Case Verhoeven, who has been a member of the Dutch Parliament representing the Democrats' 66 party for the last 10 years. His focus over the last few years has been around the topic of digital transformation in the Netherlands and Europe. Rob and Case are here to talk about the role of government within the context of responsible digital transformations. Digital transformation unleashes great power and generates benefits for all stakeholders in society. But as the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibility. Over to you. Fantastic. Thank you, Rodney. Great power and great responsibility. What, what a great intro for, for this discussion today. Case, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Look, you've had a, a successful career in politics as a member of the Dutch Parliament, as we've been hearing Focusing on this impact of digital transformation on people and society, tell me, I'm interested really in, in the personal background here. What's your motivation for, for getting involved in this area? Where does your passion come from? Well, my, uh, my passion for the, for the theme developed in the last uh, five years. But I remember a moment that we were in Parliament in 2011 and we had a few discussions in Parliament about some big topics, net neutrality and also the prohibition of downloading, illegal downloading on the Internet. And there were proposals from the government and Parliament had a discussion about it. And the discussion was not based on knowledge, but only on feelings. And we were thinking about solutions and we had a discussion which was really messy and nobody understood the difficulties and the questions that should be raised about uh, a fair or, or a better system on the internet and that was a moment that I thought why don't we think deeper about all these parts of the discussion which is regarding to the internet so I think that was the first moment that I thought we should uh, know more about the consequences and uh, also the possibilities of, of digital transformation and digital solutions. And that was, well, 2011, look, that's over 10 years ago, of course. A lot has happened since then, you know, there are not a lot of people maybe were talking about uh, these topics, even in, even in the outside world, not just in Parliament. So... When you look back then over that last 10 years case, what do you see about the current state of digital transformation? How, you know, what, what are the big risks here uh, and big rewards on offer for society? How do you see it today? I think that, um, well, 10 or 15 years ago, the discussion started with uh, all the new platforms, the new technologies, and everybody was focusing on the opportunities, the possibilities, the, the improvement. And there's, of course, a lot of new and better uh, possibilities to, to make uh, healthcare or uh, education or uh, government services to, to make it better. And we have more contact with each other all over the world with, with all the possibilities of digital communication. But I think we forgot to see that the, the new business model that developed is built on data. And all those big platforms are collecting data uh, to, to know exactly who we are, what we want, what we like. And they use it for their own benefits. They use it for a commercial model, which is logic, but it has uh, also uh, disadvantages. And those disadvantages 
we should look really good into because otherwise the disadvantages will be bigger uh, than the advantages. So there's also a, a dark side to say it like that. And and do you think that people have been more conscious of that of that other side? Uh, be, what have you seen in Parliament? Do you, just in the last few years, more and more people are now focusing on on this area. Is about almost to to reset the balance. Is is that what you see? Yeah, I see that there's a, a lot of change in the discussion in the last five years. Five years, I had an interview with a small specialized medium and they, they were asking me why I was busy with this with this topic. And I said, it's like I'm walking in the desert and I'm the only one who's screaming about this team and nobody's hearing me. And now five years later, the whole parliament sees that solutions that are heavily built on, on data and algorithms and all kinds of digital uh, uh, systems that make decisions about people, that it can be dangerous and very bad for some groups uh, in society. So I think that awareness has, has, has grown a lot. And I suppose you become more concerned, I assume, because the power of technology is growing all the time, eh? because some of these algorithms today are, are, are more powerful, capable of doing more things with people's data than, than it was five years ago. So, and it continues, sure. it doesn't stop, I suppose, this, this development of technology. No, it, it doesn't stop. And I, I read a book and that's called Life 3.0 of Mark uh, Techmark. It's a, a very difficult reading, but it's a book from a, he's a scientist and he, he, he writes, he explains how artificial intelligence really can be as intelligent as, as people. And that's, that's possible because there's no reason why computers shouldn't be as smart as people. He explains it. And then I thought, three years ago, maybe it's not like that right now, but it's going to be like that. And there's a lot of people who think that they will fight against uh, humankind or they will uh, take, take over the world. That's not the biggest fear I have. But the fear I have is that we use the systems in a wrong way. And then we tend to do what, what always happens, that the people who have uh, the systems, who own the systems, they, they get better. But the people who are made decisions over by the systems, they, they should be worried about their future. And, and a lot of, the, you know, the decision, okay, the, we'll come on to talk about the role of government and regulators in a second. But of course, the technology begins and, and is initially in the hands of the technology developers and producers themselves. And, and so where you... What do you see about the role and responsibility of, of big tech here? There's been a lot of discussion now, I mean, even even very recently, of course, in, 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 in the uh, fallout of the US elections and the role the social media platforms have taken. Um, it's almost, it's, it's their own decision to make some profound, profound decisions um, about, uh, about what happened. So how do you see the role of, of big tech in almost self-governing the development of AI, for example. Yeah, well, big tech has grown to a very powerful uh, system without any democratic control, of course, because those are companies and the decisions are made by the bosses of the companies. They have grown so big that they are also tend to be monopolists in a certain uh, matter. So they have a lot of power and 
almost everybody uh, who likes to uh, to use those functions they they have to be on their platforms so people say it's almost a government itself those those big companies but there's no control and of course those companies have good intentions uh, they want to connect people they want to uh, make it possible to to communicate all over the world with each other and to share all kinds of information and messages which is really nice But the way they earn money with it is built on on data and algorithms. And those data and algorithms have very big disadvantages, as we have seen in the last weeks by by the Capitol Hill uh, incident. And now the discussion is really about who is deciding what's happening on those platforms. And I think that we will see that more governments will take steps to have control on what's happening on those platforms. That's the discussion I see in the Netherlands, for example. But but even I mean that that may well be necessary. But even before that, what you know, what changes would you like to see within the industry itself? I mean, if you were advising the leaders of this, you know, even before waiting for regulation, they they are in the business of developing fantastic technology, of course, which brings great benefits to us, as you say. Um, yeah. And they are in the business of being a successful commercial model, of course. Um, but but what would you sure. say to them? What what? How do they need to change? Well. It would be fantastic if they would take more responsibility. They have always said, we are not like traditional media. We are not uh, responsible for the content. We are only a platform. So they say we are only a, a technical layer and all the information that is spread over our platform, it's the responsibility of the one who is posting or writing or sharing it. And that is not really a good way to look at it as we have seen in the last weeks. So. I think those platforms should take more responsibility over what's happening on their platforms. Well, the way the big tech collectivity banned uh, Trump from their platforms is a way of taking responsibility, of course, because they said we see that that people get angry and they go to a certain place and they they want to get into Capitol Hill because they think that the elections were, were false. But that's a way of taking responsibility without any control. So the, the next step will be that they are going to decide what can be said and what can not be said. And that's why, for example, Angela Merkel said there should be democratic control. So they should take their own responsibility, but we should also find a way, public and private together, of the way that, that communication and freedom of speech is organized in a digital uh, domain. Yeah, and this this whole podcast series, as you know, is is about responsible business and about the benefits that it can it can bring businesses in all sectors about taking uh, about developing, promoting even inside um, a, a better commitment towards responsible business. It's interesting that you make that point. But um, you mentioned Angela Merkel. You mentioned the Dutch Parliament. The role of government, then, finally, um, you know, to in the end, the ultimate protector, of course, of our interests in, in, in public. So are they stepping in and take your own Dutch parliament, the Dutch government? Is there enough proactive responsibility in this in this area so far? Or do you need more? Uh, we need more. Governments all over the world have been very passive on 
everything that happened on the internet digital transformation in the last 20-25 years. I remember that Al Gore and Bill Clinton uh, said that it's impossible to regulate the internet because it's like putting a, a jelly pudding on the wall. So they, they, they said it's, it's not possible to regulate. And after that, there were politicians that said we should regulate, but they didn't know how, as I stated in the beginning of this podcast around 2011, 2012, uh, we developed uh, the, the cookie wet, uh, a, a download uh, restrictions but they were technically very bad solutions because we didn't know what to do and we just did something which we thought that was right but it worked out wrong so politicians should build more knowledge about the the, the complex parts of of the discussion for example they should know more about the technologies they should understand better what the consequences can be of using data using algorithms uh, quantum technology that maybe breaks the encryption on certain communication uh, uh, systems so we we, we should know more about the, the technology. We should understand the consequences better. And we should be more active. Because we always have the feeling it's cross-border, it's complex, we don't see it, so what should we do? So it's also a little bit psychological. We tend to think that we cannot do something and we do something about all the urgent, uh, uh, very visible uh, problems like corona or uh, uh, terrorist uh, attacks and tend to wait with starting to make uh, policy on topics that are slower and, and less visible. Yeah, that's a really good um, point that you make, Case. And the analogy also is we we take a lot of action together on Corona, for example, but less yeah. action on climate change because it's slower exactly. and, and happening all the time in the background. Yeah. This is you're you're right. I think the digital economy, of course, and the health of that is so intrinsic now to to how all business functions and and also um, in terms of how we run our, our so, social lives. So you would expect governments to take maybe a more proactive role and not be so passive. Do you see it? Is it more proactive? Is the debate really getting some energy now elsewhere, for example, in the EU, in Brussels, or maybe in Washington? What do you see? I see in, in Brussels, the European Union, uh, uh, is a better way to say it, of course, uh, is very active. So the GDPR, the, the, the European privacy law of almost three years ago, has been a really good step and it showed that policymakers can influence the the way things uh, are going they can influence the decision of big tech for example everybody was saying oh uh, europe is going to warn facebook twitter again and and everybody thought a little bit cynical that it was not going to work but the gdpr that law uh, proved that you can influence the decisions of big tech in a good way and there are also two new big uh, uh, big laws coming up in the European Union which are really looking for a better way of, of governing the digital area so I think that Europe the European Union is doing a very good job right now and I think that, that the member states the Netherlands and Germany and all those, those countries should follow and, and should participate in, in that discussions because Europe is the skill is the level on which we should, uh, we should look to the solutions yeah, I think there is, it is evidence, the Digital Services Act proposal, for example, is one of those two that you mentioned. You know, it, it is quite... Well, the Digital Services Act and the Digital Market yeah, Act are the, both. the two laws that are... Yeah. And, and they're both quite far-reaching in, in their potential impact. I, I would agree with your analysis about GDPR. A lot of businesses and those, as I was at the time in, in the law enforcement sector, were, were quite concerned about the impact that might be about restricting data movements. But actually, I think it's... 
it's helped to transform uh, many businesses for in, in in the right way and it's also helped to promote for example better cybersecurity so so it, sure. it's a, it's the question i suppose we're talking about responsible business also the question of what is responsible regulation uh, about not maybe going too far of course so as you look ahead to the future what the role of governments, the role of regulation. What does that responsible regulation look like, do you think? Responsible regulation is is also public and private working better together than than, than now. Uh, you see now that there's there's a way of on the one hand the government is coming with proposals and on the other uh, on the, the other hand the big tech companies and the the, the, the commercial uh, actors they are lobbying to, to make it better. Um, I think that it's a it, it's a collective goal to make it better. So everybody should try to work uh, together to a certain way of organizing it, and that's a very uh, that that's also a cultural cultural change that we need. The second thing is that that what I see is that that governments also tend to use a lot of data and algorithm systems, not for commercial interests, of course, but for controlling people and for trying to uh, uh, control uh, all kinds of situations that, that are not likely, not, not, not to be wished, that they, they, they want to they make sure that it's not going to happen. For example, terroristic attacks, the coronavirus, all kinds of things that governments do not want to happen, they want to control, and they also use data systems. So I think they, they should work together with private parties better, but they also should be careful about their own data and algorithm systems because they are also uh, a threat to, to certain groups of people. Yeah, and I think it's, I'm not sure that, that, that the governments and big tech are, are working so closely right now. A lot, a lot of the framing of this, at least in public, seems to be uh, almost competing interests um, in, in, in these big areas of regulation. So how do we promote a much better culture better environment of that cooperation where is the responsibility for, for making sure that happens we should listen to each other better um, the funny thing is it's, it was quite ironic but a year ago one of the big tech firms said we want more regulation they really asked for more regulation and uh, the regulators were saying that's funny because we are always regulating and you always try to change our plans and now you're asking for our plans. And I think that's a moment that you can take a step to each other and try to find a way that you both try to, to add something to a better system. So governments should trust on the technical knowledge of the, the, the big tech companies, but the big tech companies should also understand that they have a, a responsibility for the whole uh, society and they should also listen to governments that are pointing on those uh, responsibilities. Well, maybe they should listen to you, Case. I mean, you're one of the few politicians who were active already in this file 10 years ago. So it's, it's, it's good to, to, to hear your passion um, in, in this area. Um, as someone who has been so active here now for so long, are, are you finally optimistic about the future in this area? Funny enough, uh, the answer is yes, I am optimistic, but a lot of people that are uh, commenting on my uh, proposals or on Twitter or on, on Facebook or on LinkedIn, they, they react on me and they say, Case, you are a little bit too pessimistic. You are, you are only looking at the dangers and you're not looking at the opportunities and all the possibilities and the improvements anymore. And I say, maybe it's true that I was very optimistic 10 years ago and I thought it was uh, a really nice development from a technological side. But now I think that I should be a little bit more optimistic uh, than, than I have been the last few years. Because I think that if we both uh, governments and uh, the, the companies and the commercial actors take their responsibilities, then we can make very good steps forward. 
Well, that's a great a great way to to see the future in this very important area, case, and a good way to end our uh, our discussion today, case. Thank you very much for being uh, such a great and interesting um, guest for us today on our podcast series. Well, as we have been hearing, elected politicians like Case represent the public interest and are paid to take the difficult decisions in legislating complex and sensitive areas of our life and business. One of those is the digital economy. How do we frame laws and policies that maximize the intrinsic value of technology while minimizing its adverse effects on our safety, privacy and well-being? Defining that form of responsible regulation is not an easy challenge for any politician or policymaker to solve. Nonetheless, some like Case Verhoeven are trying, advocating for governments to take a less passive role in what is rapidly becoming a primary feature of how we function in society. Profound dilemmas are now multiplying, as we've been hearing today, with the advent of AI, the ever-powerful reach of social media platforms, and indeed the proliferation of cyber threats online. And maybe governments have not yet met the challenges involved. Even more profound, perhaps, is the question of what this all means for the future of big tech. And lying at the heart of that is the issue of trust, the trust of the industry's consumers, regulators, and the wider public. Key to winning or regaining all that is this notion of responsible business. Global companies driven far more in the future by a sense of purpose and the notion of delivering social good. Thanks for listening to another episode of Insights on Responsible Business. Hope you enjoyed it and will tune in to our next episode. Review us on Spotify, the iTunes podcast app, or whatever popular podcast app you're using and find out more on Deloitte.nl.